Welcome to the 57th episode of Avocado in Honey. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out the previous episode of Avocado in Honey featuring Ro, aka Fearless Negro, on Instagram. She came through, we had some wine and talked about um, creating, talked about her art, talked about self-love and just our journeys to self-love. So be sure to check out the latest episode if you enjoy that episode or any other episode of Avocado and Honey. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, and just spread the word on Avocado and Honey. If you are in the New York City area, February 28th, uh, myself and Zania, we're having a Black Love Speed Dating event. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yes, it will be fun. Um, so, men, we need you to come out. Um, we need you. We need you. Like, the women tickets are practically sold out. Oh, and wow. we need more men involved. So, if you're looking today, looking for black love, um, go ahead and follow the link on my Instagram um, to get your tickets for the Black Love Speed Dating event happening February 28th in Brooklyn. So, again, if you're in New York City area, just come out. Even if you're not looking for love, like, if you want to just meet people, just come out. It's going to be just... A networking type event for black singles, basically. So come through. You know, it's still February. It's still the month of love. It's still Black Love Month, <laughs> Black History Month. Um, so I want to kind of keep that theme going. And um, I have Khalil Haywood, a.k.a. Mr. Damn It Pops. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. Good. He may sound familiar because if you remember an episode I did this summer called... Um, he don't count where we talked about um, women not counting certain sexual partners and stuff. He inspired the episode through your writing. That was me. That was you. <laughs> um, so today we just want to I want to talk about um, your writing in regards to relationships and regard in regards to dating black men and dating black women. Right. So this should be a fun episode. I'm really excited. Because, you and I both. Yeah. You have some really great articles and no um, you've been writing for 10 years. You just hit that mark. Congrats. Yes. Thank you. How does it feel? I feel like I got a lot more uh, left to do. I think uh, when I first started, I was worried that um, I would run out of things to say. Mm. And so I just, I would write like a madman. But now I'm just, uh, I stay inspired. I try to be around people that continue to inspire my thoughts. And um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the connections I've been making. And i um, happy that I, I stuck at it because there was a time where I wasn't going to. So. It's well, I'm happy cool. you did too. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> so wait, just before we go into that, because I like talking about like how people get inspired to continue to keep going. Mm -hmm. So what was that 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 brought you back to it? That motivated it was, you? It was early on. I you know I started writing. Um, my I did an extra year of undergrad. I did a fifth year, and I started writing in maybe the I want to say the year before that. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe like the spring of 2009. I started writing. Um, or January 2009, mm -hmm. and um, I was graduating the following year, in spring of uh, spring of eleven, mm -hmm. and um, I I just thought, well, all right, I, I wrote for the school paper, I wrote for the magazine, you know, I had my own blog, and I, but I studied psychology. I didn't do anything regarding writing in terms of my major, mm -hmm. and um, but I was just enjoying just the creative process and the ideas I was having. I graduated 
I have a friend of mine, her name is Sedacia. She like, gave me a, a card, a, a graduation card. And then she was saying, or encouraging me to continue to write. Mm-hmm. And um, and saying I should look into like writing for places like Madame Noir, who I had no idea who that was at the time. Mm-hmm. And Essence and so on and so forth. And I just remember reading it and thinking, well, shit, well, if she thinks I'm good, right. <laughs> then I'm like, all right, well, cool. You know, I, you know, I, I don't know if I doubted myself. I think sometimes we get in these modes of where we're supposed to do the job that guarantees the pension and right. you know and, and I think I might have been in that space where I was like well that was fun now it's time to get a real job <laughs> and um and essentially I did but I knew I still wanted to uh, cultivate this talent mm-hmm. and um she played a big role in encouraging me to do that and so, you are writing for uh Madame Noir as it all turns out right you know so I try to manifest these things and I, I tried to make it a goal of mine when she mentioned it I started searching for it and trying to figure out what what this was mm-hmm. and um little by little as fate would have it um that's what i ended up doing i'm happy to do it happy to have uh my my, my work shared with uh that audience mm-hmm. yeah that's really cool that's really cool to see it happen like to have her write it down and yeah, suggest it the, and to trust see. the process yo that's beautiful you know, good to hear thanks for sharing that no problem um and you've uh, yeah you've been writing for a, a lot of great sites shout out to brooklyn um butter yes um we had ali on here like two years ago, I think, mm-hmm. like around first time I started this. So um, shout out. And that's how I actually found out about your writing oh, was wow. through Brooklyn. But see that. Yeah. So I okay. always tell people never be too picky about like where you're writing too much because you just don't know who's going to see it. Like, right. So I don't turn down many. At least in the past, I haven't turned on many opportunities to write for different sites because I just figured when it's all said and done, even if I did five articles for a mm-hmm. site, like anybody could see it at any time. Right. So I try to spread myself as much as I can. Um, not able to do so as much now, but mm-hmm. that was always my mentality to keep myself open to opportunity, collaboration. And it's a learning process too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because the more you write, the better you'll get. That's true. I looked at it like, like that as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. So let's start with some um, of your, your topics. Okay, so I have a list here of sure. things, and I think um, I like how you kind of talk like um, label it. Let him tell it. Um, yeah, I don't know if that was Madame Noir, if that was you, but I that really was, like that was it. Was the idea was ran by me by Brandy? She's mm-hmm. the uh, director of all women's content, um, and she named the column that. Okay, and I was like, yeah, I got nothing to say that. That was pretty good. I ain't got no type of <laughs> suggestion yeah. for that. That was pretty good. And how you witty. end every article as well, which is like these are my opinions. Yeah, these are my words. I made no apologies. There we go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, love I that. feel like I always needed. I'm I'm a big wrestling fan. I feel like I always need a catchphrase. I need something <laughs> that people can say, and that's just like my little old like you know it's coming. Uh huh. And I feel like everything I write, I just want people to know that that's coming eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, I find my way to weave my way into that line. I like it a lot. It yeah. works. Um, before we started recording, we were kind of talking about like insecure and stuff like that, and just how a lot of conversations just came about after watching the show. Mm-hmm. So, like one of I'm not sure actually when it came out, but your um, article on being ghosted and giving like the male perspective of being ghosted after that was like September, I want to say. Yeah, after the episode where Issa Rae went, Issa Rae went um, really hay haywire and trying to find um, I'm so bad with the names. What's the guy name? Daniel. Uh, Nathan. Daniel. Nathan. I think it was Nathan. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I want to talk about like the ghost culture and stuff that's going on right now. And I guess men ghosting women and women ghosting men. Yeah, I, I think it's um for me when it, when when I went through it, it was it was new to me. Like I, you know, uh, I think um, and I had no idea it was until I saw that episode. I was like, oh, this is a thing. Like, mm-hmm. This is really I had no idea it was that bad. But I um 
I think people might not be comfortable. People don't like to, I guess, disappoint people or right. uh, hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, people say, in theory, they say, do what you got to do, say what you got to say. But right. it's different when you're in the position. I'm not making excuses uh, mm-hmm. for them, for it. But I just think it's harder for some people to communicate. And um, in, in this case with Nathan, I think he was showing, I think he's showing signs of uh some sort of mental health issues, mm-hmm. but we haven't gotten to the bottom of it as yet. I know, right. I know that the the young lady I was seeing at the time when I had gone through it, that's something that she spoke to, like after the fact. We got back in contact like after, like months after, and we were cool. And then mm-hmm. she explained to me what she goes through and and you know why she becomes reclusive, why she can't like get close to people, and, mm-hmm. and she wasn't. I guess she didn't want to uh, express that early on. She didn't know how to express it. Um. And I, you know, so I'm gonna guess that's sort of what is going on with Nathan to some degree. Right. I'm not saying that that people like that should not be uh, absolved. I mean, should be absolved for doing what they did. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think there's some method to the madness. For me, it was a lesson of like, okay, well, now I know what to look out for in certain certain types of behavior. Um, mm-hmm. I read that article, and then like, just in your with your story in particular, mm-hmm. with you, I think you took her home, and then there was like a guy pacing back and forth and stuff at her crib. Nah, he was outside. Okay, he was outside the house. Yeah, and um, we were we had going out, we had talked, and I was just dropping her back. We was kicking in the car for a little bit, and like right before she's about to leave, I just this dude like looking in the car. I'm mm-hmm. like, what was he looking at? <laughs> so I'm looking at her, and she kind of had this like real short reaction, like, oh no, I'm right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, um, what's the problem? <laughs> uh-huh. And then like, he tried to open the... My doors were locked. I mean, I, we were just chilling, but he tried to open the door. Oh, so he was at your door door. I, I at the car door. Yeah, I thought he was just like at her Not, door. Like, yeah, but I'm, I'm parked right in front of her house. Okay. So so I'm like, he's pulling my... So I get out the car like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> so then he must have been watching her, I guess, while we were speaking. And then it was some dude she was talking to. And I was like, oh, this might be someone else that she might have ghosted on. Mm-hmm. By that point, her and I wasn't anything. Right. You know, so it was... I was just like, all right, I'm going to get my ass out of here. That's cool. <laughs> But, like, with seeing that and stuff, did that kind of have an effect on the response she gave you initially about going ghost on you? Like, like does that change, I guess? Uh... No, okay. I, I think it's a cycle for for people that deal with these things. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they do. This happens with several people, mm-hmm. you know, as they date and figure their life out. So I, you know, I think I still think there's legitimacy to it. Um, it's just another person that has, that has had now had to deal with that type of a, a thing, right? You know, I'm trying to think of like if I've ever been ghosted, and I can't remember. I'm not trying to do this to say I haven't been ghosted. I probably haven't. Just can't remember right now. I thought about it for my own self. I think I have ghosted on one person. I know I for sure ghosted on people before. I was young though. I was young. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I know it was definitely out of just like wanting to quote unquote spare their feelings yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it but was, it's just like it was innocent. It made it worse though. You know, ghosting is not cool. What do you? How do you think ghosting came about? Like, when did this ghosting shit start? I think we put a label on a lot of things. I think it's we probably created. been around. Yeah. yeah, I think it's been out forever. Um, I think, I think it happens all the time. I mean, I'm sure there's people you might have talked to in high school that you talked to for a, a decent stretch, maybe mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, couple of months, and and then it just falls off. I think ghosting can also just be falling off. But, but how the, does this compare to like the cutoff culture that we have right now? Um, like the cancel type of thing that, yeah. that goes on. I mean, because like you know, you do one thing and you cancel someone without informing them type thing, so you go ghost. Okay, so I like I think when ghosting really speaks to like, man, I really like you. I want you to like me like that. I'm trying to share this feeling. 
and that person is not sharing that feeling with you right and it's like hey wait <laughs> i thought we had something and right they, and, and they're like yeah, i'm cool on that <laughs> i don't think that's what cancel culture is cancel culture is probably derived from like you're fed up with something and but it you, could be little too like oh you didn't bring me chips today you're canceled that, that'd be horrible yeah but I, it's just like <laughs> most of the canceling we don't tell people to cancel and then we just go mia type thing yeah yeah i don't know i feel like more of the story we need to just communicate and say how we feel right no i agree I agree. I did, but I will say I do think it's harder for people like Nathan. I think the show will eventually show that. Uh, he just, oh yeah, the he, whole he just depression different. At, at different. of it too. He has something going on with him. I right. Just, I just think that. So I think it's for the most part, people do need to be accountable and, and communicate. Right. Um, but it's people out there fighting some stuff. Right. And um, I mean, I don't know if you can personally like you know uh, relate to this or if you can answer it, but like for someone who possibly like the girl you were dating mm-hmm. or homie from Insecure. Um, if if it is the case that they're battling something like depression or something, how is how can we hold someone like that accountable for going ghost because they're dealing with that? Like, I don't think you can. Right. With my situation, I'm you know I was like, hey man, you want you know at the at the time I was working in in behavioral health field, I was mm-hmm. like you know I, there's places you could go. You, are you interested? And she was just like, she just want, people want to do it their own way sometimes. Right. They have to figure it out. So I was like, all right, cool. I just I was like you know. I just left it alone. Like I, I went back. I went my way, mm-hmm. basically, and um, moved on. And when I decided to like move on, like officially, I just told her, like, "Hey, man, all the best. I hope hope you keep your spirits up." And it was all good. I actually bumped into her, which is really ironic. Maybe a couple weeks ago. Oh wow! Just on the street after. Did I y'all went. speak? Yeah, I said hi. Like I, I'm gonna show love regardless. I'm, you know, I want I want to know you're okay. Like so, it was good to see she was all right and she was with her sister. And I went I went on my way. And that was that. Okay. And it was all good. Let's go to the next one. So I kind of want to talk about chivalry. Sure. I don't remember the exact title of the article. I didn't write it down, but it was kind of like millennials versus like the old heads. And when it, on terms, when it comes to chivalry, it was mm-hmm. like a tweet that you read about like a woman asking a man that she was dating for $20 for her oh. kids. <laughs> and then like, I guess all, or the guy that she asked was like, didn't want to give it to her. Felt like it was the, the baby's father responsibility and all that stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, I think if I, I think it depends on the kind of relationship people have. Um, right. So, so it's right. a so it's a text thread, and you're not really sure. You're not really sure, you know, how long they know each other. Mm-hmm. And I know women are gonna have two different schools of thoughts on this thing. But I think if 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 they're like really dating, like getting to know each other, and you as a man accepting the fact that she does have children by other men. We like, already accepted that by dating her. Right. Well, but, but, assuming but, he knows. But I'm saying when I say date, I mean like real, not just fucking around, like just, you know, like getting to know, you trying to be right. with him. If that's the case, I probably wouldn't mind just giving you $20 mm-hmm. for it's that. It's $20. Yeah. Like I, in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that bad. Um, but that dude's reaction is more, I could tell it's more like, nah, we just, we just messed. Mm-hmm. And, and he probably thinks, well, we just messing around. I ain't paid for nobody else, kids. Right. And, um. I don't think that's wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think I don't think she's wrong for asking. You know, you you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. So ask. Um, I think is I think guys can be a little bit harsh on, on women how they say certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think he might have said things the right way. But I do think like yeah, I mean, truth be told, it is <laughs> the parents' responsibility to hold it down. The, the yeah. father should be holding it down. Yeah. I wouldn't have said things the way he did. Mm-hmm. But if it is in fact you know, a situation where they're uh, they just fooling around. Some women say, I'm giving the pussy, man. You need to cough it up. Right. I'm not mad at that either. I mean, it's 
you know, it could go both ways. I'm just saying if I were to deny that woman, I wouldn't have been as as harsh about it. Um, I mean, it was really interesting, too, how you went and asked for other people's opinions. And you noticed that, like, the older generation, they kind of seen the problem with it because they kind of their generation is so used to taking care of the woman as kind of like a requirement for dating them. Yeah. You see it a lot. Um. You know, little things, just just regular chivalrous actors looking out. Some people, some people won't even wait till you get in your door to drive off. You know right, what I mean? Like right. just little things like that. Um, where do you think that shift happened? That changed though, because I felt like you know, because this is a way different generation now. Like I want to bl- blame it on everyone like born after '93 or something like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't. There's a, there's definitely a difference in in how people treat each other and how they mm-hmm. view. And I don't know. I, it's even among. People in my age group. I just I just turned thirty in in, in December. Happy um, belated. Thank you. And people, you you hear all kinds of stories about people, men not being chivalrous. I've heard several stories of even this past Valentine's Day, just men just not like doing the little things for they they woman. I'm like, damn. It's like, where did they get lost? You know, right. people, people that can't. You know, they have horrible conversational skills and things like that. Like that's not something else I've written about in the past. The people that. You know, they can't talk. Right. Can't I feel like conversation. social media like, definitely has a lot to do with that. I don't know why. Though. I, I feel like are we I feel like we grew up with it. I grew mm. up with, you know, I, I had Twitter when I was still in college. But you had it in college, not like in yeah. in grade school and you're not growing up with it type no, thing. No, but it's like, I, I don't know. I just, but what I'm saying is there's no one, there's no reason for anyone in my age group to have this. I issue. see what you mean. That's what I'm saying. All yeah. these, everyone younger is like. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you kind of just fell in your lap, but I mean, we come from a world of of talking to people after nine p.m. and having right. A, we didn't have no unlimited text plans. You had to right. talk, right? You know after I mean? nine, because that's when it's free. Yeah, like it, it's a, <laughs> it was a different world back then. So I don't, I, I kind of don't understand that. I don't know when this shit happened, but mm-hmm. I guess there's so many avenues to contact people that um we are in love with convenience, right? And, that's what it is, and just uh, be able to do so much. At one time, mm-hmm. um, you know, I could talk on the phone and, and be applying to jobs for hours on end mm-hmm. while listening to music and watching a game on mute, or you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just it's we do things uh, just a lot differently in this culture. I guess is what it is. Well, what is like your definition of chivalry? Um, chivalry to me is just um, for as for my guy, just just a uh, courtesy and mm-hmm. uh, and I guess protection. Okay. And do you like honestly believe that it's it's dead? No. No? No, not at all. Why not? I, I mean I have examples of it all around me. I guess okay. I'm among my friends when I, I I see, you know, I don't think um we mistreat any women, you mm-hmm. know. And I and I you know, I know we're talking about things that should be we're talking about bare minimum stuff, but I mean like I I, I don't I can't say that there's any examples around me that I'm like, yeah, this person treats this person like like trash. Mhm. Um and luckily for me, that hasn't really been my experience. Um, so I don't think it's dead. But I do think there's just a lot of guys who, who are just comfortable doing the bare minimum. Right. Um, and I think maybe, and, and it, it kind of sucks for some women because there's women that will accept it. That's what I was going to go with that. So like, then that's it's probably like, why they continue that. Because, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's simple math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then they come across a woman that's not with it and she gets frustrated. Like, what the hell is this? And the market is shitty. And it's like, you know. It's all part of the game, I guess, in, in that sense. Right. Unfortunately. And for all of your articles and things, do you get most of your topics and stuff from social media? Like, I know a lot of them is, like, kind of inspired by stuff that happened on Twitter. Um, It has become a useful tool. At first, my first inspirations came from being living on campus. Okay. Uh, And just being around 
everybody all the time and you know i was the guy I used to like having a lot of parties in my room and stuff like that and the conversations that would come out of those things mm-hmm. um just people kicking it um that's where the first inspirations will come from uh a lot of a lot of the early stuff i did was just real uh just regular stuff like you know like uh music to set the mood and just right you know just fooling around with different topics and then just being around people and then having direction i started writing for my school paper and and uh, and knowing the 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 function of a, a newspaper for a campus and trying to inform that also tried to that also informed like the topics i would suggest and i would start writing about stuff like sex thing where i was that was a big thing mm-hmm. right before i graduated it was like this as if it was a phenomenon <laughs> or uh you know, all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, it depends. Right now, it plays a big role. It's either social media. I try to look for trends in that. Mm-hmm. Or something that, you know, I happen to watch a lot of stuff that I guess women would like to watch in terms of, like, I watch, I like being Mary Jane. I mm-hmm. watch that. Or I watch a lot of power. You know, there's all these relationship dynamics in there. Um, insecure. A uh, couple of things. So, I mean, pop culture definitely assists also in that. And I understand mm-hmm. the value in those things catching people's eye especially if it happens on the sunday i could put it out on a monday and people right. go oh yeah i feel it you know That's so um, relevant yeah and mm-hmm. i think we're in that society where even you know different uh websites and stuff they they're looking for that as mm-hmm. well and i would love to just maintain a balance of clickbaitish stuff right. but when you click it it's still quality it's not right. it's not you know you're not going to feel like this is just silliness that you're that you're reading mm-hmm. so that's the kind of the, the fence that i sort of balance on and your writings has definitely been pretty diverse for the most part but it's heavily focused on relationships and stuff so that would that just happen naturally um i think uh so the deal was really um you know i went to school for psychology and my grand idea was to become like a family relationship therapist oh, okay and my my whole when i started a blog i felt like so many blogs i would read they were just people just having fun with it, and they were just saying, hey, you know, Tate, how's my Thursday, and this is how my Thursday went. And mm-hmm. it, it was just very, just random to me. People just write random things. And, right. I, and I felt like, well, I wanted to create something where people come to my blog, they know exactly what they're going to get. And so I wanted to create, like, a lane. So that became the lane. Mm-hmm. And that became the lane because I felt like people always will uh, – have an opinion on relationship stuff. I don't think it's a linear subject. Mm-hmm. There's always something going on that's going to get people in some sort of an uproar or right. having concern. It's always going to matter to them. Mm-hmm. No one's going to, you know, we could cancel the NFL, but they're not, you know, no one's going to cancel like love. And that's, that's stuff that we need according to Maslow. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So it's, um, that's kind of what informed it. Um, and kind of what keeps it exciting for me. I, I try to definitely keep it varied i know you know i, I do believe i have the ability mm-hmm. to write about all kinds of things but writing about these kind of things is, is, is fun for me i think right. it, i think you can never have too much insight you know i'm not here to give you answers necessarily but just uh, just another angle mm-hmm. another vantage point if you if you dig it cool mm-hmm. if not i just want to be able to have a have a discussion about it i don't necessarily need you to agree i just right. my 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 goal is to uh bring across the information so that you understand exactly what I mean. If, mm-hmm. if you understand what I mean and you don't agree, that's fine. Right. But as long as you understand what I mean, then I'm I'm cool with it. That's I all. mean, I really do. Again, I told you this before, but I do appreciate your writing because, I mean, when I was doing like my music blog and even when I do the podcast, just trying to find people to get on. Like, 
I've been trying to find other men to get on and stuff like that to talk about like things that can pertain to women though. Right. And it's just like finding your work, finding a black writer, a black male writer who writes about relationships, writes about being a black man and being vulnerable in your answers and keeping it a hundred and yeah. holding other black men accountable as well. is another thing that I just want to say thank you. Oh, no problem. <laughs> and speaking of holding black men accountable, sure. um, the next article that I want to talk about is the, um, the TI incident where I, I don't know again most of the information that i read about this i got from your article i didn't do any other research on like what ti said mm-hmm. um but he said something along the lines of like women only want to marry um because of society's standards and stuff like that so basically you know they don't want to marry for love they just want to marry to tell their friends and things like that so yeah. what, what made you want to talk about this one in particular and do you agree or disagree i i, I want to talk about it i think ti occasionally says things that are very polarizing mm-hmm. and uh for some reason it gets spotlighted when he says certain things i think he sometimes folks speak from just their circumstance right um he's in the world he's an affluent man uh and maybe in his world that is uh part of the paranoia of dealing with women uh is that you don't know what they want you for mm-hmm. but i don't think i just didn't feel like that was how most women are like most everyday women i don't think they're really just trying to marry for status um Mm -hmm. i don't think they look at it as uh you know they're not mad at it but they're not i don't think that's their reasoning for doing it um a lot of men feel like uh men lose more in getting married than women does oh yeah um and so i you know they have that mentality i think he's part of that school as well how do you think like how do men lose when marrying or i mean but they men men just feel like well a lot of guys feel like they feel like they give up. Obviously, uh, no, it's just something I've, I spoke with with people before. Mm-hmm. I mean, they feel like they, they give up their their options, obviously to choose, it, and they feel like they give up. If they if, if things go left, they feel like they'll be the ones to lose more in settlements or divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's children involved, they feel like they'll they won't necessarily get the custody. Like in those type of senses, they feel like they lose more in getting married than than a woman might. Um, but all those things only come with when the marriage ends yeah but i mean like the actual marriage though like how do you take a l during the marriage is i think well i don't know i don't know if it, if, if if the l is in the marriage but i think it's in the the prospect of what if this doesn't work i see um yeah i don't think because I, I think if that were the case then no one would get married right, <laughs> but right. So, so i think i think they i think they're more speaking and these are, I mean, I've heard these these uh, these views from people that want to get married, mm-hmm. but I just think they're talking about the trepidation involved, just looking from the outside in. I'm not necessarily concerned about that whenever I decide to get married, but I think in Ti's case, he's just he's somebody I feel like is looking for excuses right. to support the behavior that that he goes on with, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, so he wants to sort of look at make him can make himself out to be like a victim essentially right right ain't no way feeling sorry for you man like you you, you do what you do you own it's own what you do man right and he's married right so (laughs) i I didn't understand it from that perspective if you happily married dude you shouldn't even be talking about this yeah and i wouldn't and if i wasn't i wouldn't put all my business out on front street either that too you know what i mean um because they got kids and whatnot so right i mean just separating like ti it's it's it sucks that it was him to say this because like he can't like you've been cheating on Tiny forever like what are you talking about? Yeah, that's a, it's, it's the messenger also is right. what spurred. I'm like anyone but you, man. Right, literally <laughs> like someone you know, else. Anyone but you, like like maybe we'll listen. But uh, I do honestly just you know me being a woman, or whatever. I'm not sure if there'll be any backlash from saying this, but I do see some truth in what he is saying. 
Um, I'm pretty sure he was talking about someone in particular, probably one of his side chicks or something. He's probably defending himself. Exactly. He's definitely projecting his situation onto the rest of the world. Right. But um, there is definitely some truth, though, in the sense where it's like society definitely pressures the woman. Society definitely brainwashes women to kind of have like treat men having a man as a prize or like um, some sort of success. Like if you're married, you you learn people are married before their careers most of the time. So it's like. I get that. Like, and I get the pressure being a woman and supposed to be in love, you know, supposed to have babies at a certain age. And it's Mm -hmm. also that, that, that time clock as well. Mm -hmm. So I know that, you know, mentally a lot of women can get caught up and then only settle, settle for whoever they're with, you know, deep down inside. Y'all both know you're not supposed to be together, but you get married because you don't want to have to deal with the backlash of breaking up. I see some truth to it, but like you said, the the, the messenger. messenger. He's not the one to keep on that, on that hill. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's basically, I think the whole, article i'm just like not you yeah basically yeah yeah. shut up shut up yeah (laughs) okay so this next one is um with the other article that i thought was really dope was the accountability article about i think this one was inspired by a tweet and i wrote it here it's um the tweet read something along the lines of men only want to have sons so that they can pass down their misogyny and bad traits to them a daughter would cause them to start Oh, the daughter will cause them to sort of look at themselves in the face. Yeah. It was the, the the tweet basically saying that men only want to have sons so they could avoid being accountable. Yeah, like like so that they uh, don't have to deal with the truth of these are what men really are, honey. And mm-hmm. I, you know that's the vibe that I got from it. Um, so, what is your thoughts on the the quote? I I would love to have a son. Mm-hmm. That's always been my thing. <laughs> and um, so when I read it, I was just like. Like no, I, <laughs> I, that has never crossed my mind. <laughs> like I just, I want to have a son. I want to raise a a, a young man, uh, you know, sort of like myself, to be respectful and to be, you know, well read and to be, uh, you know, not not judgmental. And you know, I just want to raise someone that add another meat to this world, essentially. Because mm-hmm. that's how I think of myself, at least in terms of how I treat people and right. just that type of a thing. Just to, you know, and um, so when I read, I was like, no, nah, that's just like that's just convenient for someone to say, I guess, from maybe from her position, right? You know, but I'm like. Like, no, like I'm, I'm a guy that don't, you know. If I have a daughter, I mean, so be it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I love my daughter, and I'll be honest with. You. I, I, I mean, even if I were to have a daughter, I'd be, um, I relish the the opportunity to keep her very funky with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people, it's in our generation, who have parents that really unveiled everything straight up, like after a certain age, like this is what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, to a certain degree, has, you know, but maybe not speak to me as candidly at certain ages. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I look forward to like just really schooling any gender child I have of right. like what's out there, what it really looks like. Um, in my experience, you know, my mother uh, came from Panama to live here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went to college here, but she didn't live on campus. Um, so I'm like myself and my cousins. Uh, I have uh, five other first cousins. We mm-hmm. are. I think we all went away to school uh, at various times. I'm the youngest, and um, we are part of maybe a generation first generation of, of us that went away to school mm-hmm. and had that experience to pass on to our kids when that time right. comes. And so that, I think that's a different vibe. Um, I, have a, you know, I have a niece uh, that's at, where's she at? Binghamton right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could give her a real game. Cause I just graduated seven, eight years ago. Like I had all the stuff you guys have currently, you know, so I, I can relate to how things kind of look and how they move. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that ought to be different. I don't think, you know, I think some men have a fear of, having a daughter because of how they behave. I just don't, I just thought it was too much to put a, a blanket on it. Right. I mean, all generations or generations, all gener- generalizations. <laughs> generalizations. I'm about to say generations next. 
<laughs> all journalists, journalists, ah, you know what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Yeah, those are usually, <laughs> like, of course, not accurate because not everyone. It's never everyone. It's never that inclusive. But um, outside from yourself, though, I do. I mean, maybe I'm projecting as well, but I don't know mm-hmm. many men with sons. So I don't know how we will be projecting that. But I do see how that could be a thing, just knowing, the, like, a lot of, quote, unquote, toxic men or whatever. But, like, I do see how that could be a thing for a lot of men to not want to be accountable. They don't want to, you know, face themselves in a sense to, in a sense of, like, now you have to raise a woman after you've been dogging women your whole life type thing. Now you have to learn how to raise this woman in the world where you've been treating women crazy, like, you know, just disrespectful and stuff. But I feel like this is more of, like, an extreme situation of someone that's just, like, an absolute dog. Yeah, I mean, what I'm thinking is, like, and I haven't had the opportunity to do it, but I would ask a guy if I knew that they had that type of trepidation like if you feel that way now before you have a kid like why not try to change this how sounds you like move? something I'm about to write this down I feel like you know, I like, should do a video or something to talk to men about this yeah like why not try to uh yeah I mean I don't know how it's gonna change your luck when you do have a kid right. but I mean if you if you feel like you're already being that introspective and you feel guilty about who you are right now then um they probably don't even have the realization until they have a girl though maybe that's what it is maybe. right that could be. I think, why do you think men want to have like boys in so bad? Because I feel like I feel like we feel like we will relate to them more. Like, okay. like, like I would, I would, I don't know. You know, I would love to raise a son to uh, give him my whole spiel. You know, we want to be able to. He could play sports with girls and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know if he could be as rough with them. You can, you know, you can. I don't, I don't know personally. So I just, you know, in my head at least, I think a lot of guys are drawn to like that side of it as well. Just. Mm-hmm. um you know, playing sports and, you know, maybe they don't know how, how they could relate to having a girl. Mm-hmm. Said, Women would love to have girls, you know. Right, that is the same. And I think and, it's probably the same. Yeah, and they, having a little they, they, they think I could dress her up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, so I think, I don't think it's much different from dad, honestly. I would, I mean, that's what I could think of, honestly. So what's your take on um, the whole women wanting good guys versus bad guys? Oh. What is your definition of good a good guy, quote unquote, and a bad guy? I think uh, I always say a bad guy to, to to women. I think is like just anyone that they consider is playing games. Mm. Whatever their definition of playing games is, or they don't, you know, they don't move in a direction that they would like them to move in. Maybe relationship wise, mm-hmm. uh, I would say is the definition of a bad guy. I think a bad guy is uh, someone that doesn't respect women, doesn't uh, hear them out, right. doesn't consider feelings that sounds about right yeah i think those are like especially as you get older it's i think it's more important i used to tell one of my friends all the time that you know we do a lot of things as we're growing up as we're dating as we're messing with girls whatever the case but we gotta understand the older we get like the more ramifications are Mm -hmm. gonna come from certain behaviors because women just will become more emotionally invested the older we get and i would say like if you're going to do this, this, and that, man, you better do it now. Right. <laughs> better do it while we're here and we're young. And there's mm-hmm. the, the young uh, button you want to push because it's not going to fly, like, in three years. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think being a bad guy is just, like, being aloof uh, and not being considerate of, you know, a woman you know, or anyone beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, a good guy, and I hate I hate the terms. Cause I think everybody. Yeah, quote, unquote. Yeah, because we're also. We're mixed. Everybody's right. flawed. But I think, you know, a good guy is going to try to, you know, care about how you feel about certain things, try to hear a woman out, um, try to uh, just be courteous, mm-hmm. be respectful, uh, and um, and be uh, clear, I guess, or be uh, deliberate. Right. I think that helps. I think women get 
upset with the, especially when they, if they label a guy a bad guy, I think a lot of them are upset to be in some sort of gray area, mm-hmm. whether it be just emotionally, not know how someone feels about them, maybe not knowing where a relationship is going, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. I think that's when the frustration comes in. So I think, you know, them, the ability to communicate honestly is, is important. Mm-hmm. So you just, your definitions were great. Thank you. And just me being a woman listening to that, the type of guy I would want to date would be the quote unquote good guy. Right. So, but they have, we have like this notion that all like women, like why do people feel that women want the bad guy over the, why, why do women, or why do people feel that the good guys always get the short end of the stick? Well, I, I don't think that we, I think it's people look at it a uh, short term. Like I think immediately I think good good guys get the short end of the stick. I don't know if we're that appealing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I do a lot of analogies when I write and just in general when I speak. I look at it like, you know, a bad guy, you could uh, you could attribute to that being like um, like a Jaguar, mm-hmm. like a, like the car, right? And and a bad guy could be a Jaguar and, and a good guy could be a, a Honda Civic. Right. And the Jaguar looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's fun for a year and then it needs servicing. You're like, God damn, this thing is really expensive to service. Mm-hmm. It costs you a lot to be with this Jaguar, to be with this Jaguar. And you got another, uh, you got Honda Civic that you know it looks dope. It's not, it's not like the mm-hmm. Jaguar, but it 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 does the job and and it's gonna be there. It's dependable and it just don't catch your eye like that Jag. I, I just think that's really what it is. Eventually, that was a great analogy. <laughs> eventually, you have to get rid of the Jag for whatever reason. You're like, you come to your senses. This is just too much to upkeep. Right. I got to downsize this shit. And then you go, you get a Honda Civic. Like, God, you know what? And you upgrade to the 2019 Civic and then you mm-hmm. keep it going. Like, I think that's just what it is. I think, um, yeah, bad guys are just like, you know, if, however you want to define them, they, they are exciting. They are you know, and I think it's, it goes the same for women. I was just about to ask that. So yeah, well, I'm not sure what the label would be if it'd be good girl, bad girl, but I don't know. But um, I think people have several labels they would love to <laughs> throw yeah. around. But I think, you know, when men, men, I'm, I'm a visual guy, so mm-hmm. like I know men probably see. There's a lot of women probably in our past that are like we know aren't good for us, but it's like man, but they look good. Good night, <laughs> you know, like and um, and it doesn't mean that the women we do like. Or into are not good looking. Like right, they're, right. They're great, but there might be other intangibles that they're, they're, they're just like, man, you know. So I think it's it's even in that sense. But I, you know, I, I think that's really the difference. I think it's just bad guys don't appeal to to women initially. I do think good guys win in the end. Mm-hmm. But it's, but it's up to us as men or the good men. We, mm-hmm. we can't we can't complain about it. At some point, you got to learn how this game goes. Right. And I think I just learned that early on. Like, all right, man, I'm not that dude. I'm not mm-hmm. the cornrow tattoo. Light skinned dude, mm-hmm. let him have his fun. My time right. will come. You okay, know? and and that was and that's just you know that's how I approached it mm-hmm. in, in my head. No one knows this until now. Like that's just right. how I looked at it. Just all right, have your fun, man. I know who I am. I think that's also as a man, you got to like. I'm so sure of uh, who I am, mm-hmm. and I know that uh, yeah, man, if, I, if I'm not appreciated one place, I'll be appreciated somewhere. Like Facts. so, you know, that's a lesson for for guys to learn as they as they you know get older. Just like and cultivate. Yourself, your talents, your interests, have something to offer when, when, you know, that woman comes along. That's all. Okay, so another article that I thought was really interesting is waiting to have sex. I feel like you were speaking from a woman's perspective, or maybe it was both. But, like, we're, you were kind of giving reasons um, as to why people would wait to have sex, I guess. And then, like, most of it would be, mostly would be for religious region, reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, not wanting to have sex for that. Um, and then also, like, women was saying something about, like, being disappointed after waiting for so long and then you have sex. This might have been, this might have been, um, 
I know I wrote a, or not wrote, I read an article on Madame Noir a while back about a woman who waited because she was, she thought that's what she should be doing. Right. Um, based on how she was raised and everything. And then when she finally did have sex, she hated it. Mm. And I think it, that might have been the inspiration behind it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was very uh, different and creative at the time because it was a woman saying it. Right. And I think a lot of women, and, you know, whoever works for is cool. But I think a lot of women are like, or at least at that time, felt like um, that was a surefire way mm-hmm. for them to find the, the, the success or the love that they were, were seeking. We have examples like Megan Good who say, yeah, man, right. make it happen. And I, I always tell people, like, in these situations, uh, a lot of times... The dynamic is like they meet somebody and they feel like, all right, they're not just after my pants mm-hmm. and they're into me and we hit it off and we gel. Um, usually, them people is usually married within less than a year for, right. for whatever for one reason or another. Um, and I think it also speaks to just the human element. Like they they want to have sex, they're just depriving themselves of, mm-hmm. of doing it. Um, and I think if if it happens after waiting and it clicks, I don't think that's always. Uh, Likely, I think mm-hmm. that's like they, they got lucky. They lucked up, and in this woman's case, I don't think she got lucky. And she, right, and she, it wasn't meant. <laughs> right, and she just felt like, man, like this, this is was a waste. So I, I probably felt like just writing about, um, hey, there, there are ills to this as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I probably come up as like a, a sex advocate of like, come on, man, stop playing and just do it. But I, you know, people that decide to wait, I guess they also, I feel the need to like, maybe make people feel bad about how everyone else is doing right. them. So I'm just like, nah, man, like this is not foolproof either. Like, mm-hmm. let's just call it what it is. But by all means, I hope it works out for you. Right. You know? And when you say like decide to wait, um, are you talking about like the first time having sex or just like a break, like celibacy? Um, I think I was just, I, I think I might have just been speaking about, in this case, in this woman's case, it was, she was being abstinent. Oh, okay. I, think she, I don't think she's ever had sex before at mm-hmm. all. Um, But in a general sense, I just mean... However, a woman decides to go about it, whether she never tried it or or never had sex or has and decided I'm I'm putting a stop to it until this this and that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but also for a lot of women, some of the women it's not really a religious thing. It's more like I want to get my life right and want to get right. things in order, and they feel like sex clouds that. And I'm not really knocking. There's a that. couple, a lot of reasons why women stop having sex. Yeah, and I'm like that's that's cool because I mean because those are not really the people that's necessarily shitting on other people doing it mm-hmm. you know um they're just saying look I, I dig it but it doesn't do it for me right now i know right. i know the effect that has on me if a dude doesn't have the right intentions for me so that's where i'm at like yeah. i've been celibate for a year so that's why i was just like let me read this article and i see. think it's very insightful if a woman any woman that could understand certain things about themselves mm-hmm. and could kind of stop themselves from being involved in certain situations i think it's a big sign of like maturity and um discipline yes uh and they're and they're really avoiding Headache for both parties. Exactly, it's self care. <laughs> so it's self care. Yeah, when women have told me certain things in the past, I, I'm like, all right, you told me that you're basically you're you're throwing me a lob, like get out of here now. Or, <laughs> and I appreciate it, right? You know, and I'm like, all right, cool. And and you know, whatever situations that that it may have been, there's just certain things where a woman can know herself, and, mm-hmm. and I I've appreciated that. You know, while I was single and I was dating prior, like definitely. So outside of like religion, um, do you think some the same reasons or most of the same reasons women stop having sex is the same reason or most of the same reasons that men stop? I think some men go absent, well, like go celibate mm-hmm. uh, because they feel like, all right, I need to sort of discipline myself for talking to one person, mm-hmm. uh, looking for, they feel like they're looking for a wife at this point. They feel like they don't want to exchange that energy with other people mm-hmm. and uh, it helps them to streamline things a bit more. And those are the only reasons I really heard of. Um, 
beyond like religious reasons. But okay, so since we're talking about like sex and stuff, I do want to go and talk about this DJ Cali situation. <laughs> yes. Um, I was talking about this in real life too when it happened because I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. But um, you were just saying how you know why his thoughts on going down can be dangerous and why do you why do you believe that? Well, I'm really referring to the actual interview. Right, the and, Breakfast Club interview. Yeah, and he was just on some, like, they were just like, why? And he was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm the king. Yeah. And I was like, what? You're the king? Yeah. And no, it just bothered I just. Yeah. It just really bothered me. I'm like, that's, you know, at least kudos to the, to the men in my family, my older uncles and stuff who kind of gave me the, uh, at least planning in my head that a woman's pleasure is is important right and not to ignore that mm-hmm. and so that's just the thought process i've always cultivated just growing up as a young man you know to now and um i just felt like that's so whack right because i'm like because it kind of it just makes his woman seem like such a sub exactly and i'm like nah she carried that baby you had to be with baby for you like y'all should be equals in the bed as far as i'm concerned a lot of women felt right. like you know they 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 say he not to find this dude in the bunch. So they're like, well, how could you ever have that mentality, man? Like that woman is, you lucky to have her and mm-hmm. doing whatever she's doing to you. Um, I, and I just held, I just you know, I feel like there's more to what he was saying that he wanted to say. He just wasn't saying it. Right. Uh, I think someone had responded to me maybe in the comments of that article, maybe on my Instagram or Twitter. Somebody they were like, yeah, but he he probably Muslim and that's just how they look at it. And I'm like, damn, well, that, that sucks. Like, I, I, you know, because I wouldn't get on national radio. Like, I'm the king, man. Like, that's what she's put. I come, I bring the money home. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. And I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> you know, and 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 the, uh, I'm always I'm always uh, fascinated with what how much a woman is willing to endure that's sexually yeah. in terms of frustration. Uh, and um, so I wanted to write about it for that reason. Like, hey, man, this is how he feels. Like, could you be with somebody like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't like it because it, it gave this message to men that's like oh yeah it's almost like it's almost like uh taking a step back because exactly cause i've also written prior to like when i was in high school and i mentioned this uh recently like I, when i was in high school there is you know hip-hop and everything was like nobody's eating pussy or nothing right. like that and um and then I don't know. Again, that switch. I don't know when the switch happened. Maybe the '93 babies, <laughs> and then eventually, like all the hip hop was like, especially Lil Wayne. Like when he started going off, like every song he was talking about eating eat box, and I was just like, "There's a change." Mm-hmm. So that so it, for some reason it's cool now, and that's good. That's a plus. Um, and there's no shame involved. And he comes back with like, "Nah, man, I'm the king." I was like, "That's that's 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 a little whack, bro." Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is definitely like a, a crazy deeper conversation. Yeah, and, I do. And, I do think it's deeper for him. I don't know where he was. Oh going no, I'm with just saying it. in general, just of the notion of like you know men not wanting to go down and stuff because like those same men when hip hop when that was a fad of not going down eating mm-hmm. the box and stuff, it was still expected for the men like for girls to go down. Most like definitely. it was never. I just never. I don't think of a time where. It was taboo for girls to go. I mean, maybe within other girls, you know, you might be considered a hoe or something. But like, when, yeah. with terms of like your partners and stuff, right. it's never been a thing for like women going down. So I feel like that's definitely like another society like standard and stuff when it comes to just being a woman and serving the king because you know the man brings home the bacon. Most of that shit he said was just like you know things that we've it been saying so forever. Yes, it is. I hated it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's just like you said too, like just what women put up. Like me and my friends, we talk about this shit all the time, and it's just like recently, shout out to Zania, we was talking about this, and it's just like 
we put up a, with a lot. Like, you know, men, they have all these weird, like, notions as to why they wouldn't go down. Like, you know, oh, it smell weird. Oh, this. Like, it's a list of reasons right. as to why. But then it's just like, women will go down and suck like a fucking musty dick type <laughs> shit. Like, you know, so it's just I'm like. I'm going to tell you something funny. Man. I've heard from a lot of women. They're like, yo, these dudes don't be, like, clean, man. I'm like, really? They don't be showering? They're like, I'm like, we damn. Gotta, uh, we I, I didn't know it was like that, man. It's, it's a trip. <laughs> yeah, and as Zinnia actually said that, I was just like, yo, yeah. I never thought of it that way. Like, they're like, I not, heard, they're yeah. not mindful of it. I'm like, nah, that's not, that's no bueno. But you, uh, and I just like, honestly, when it comes down to it, like you said, like if this is your woman, if this is your queen, if, like, one, y'all equal, that's first what and foremost. Like, like, you live with this woman, she had your baby, like, why wouldn't you want to? Give me a break. Why wouldn't you want to? And that's where, because I've dated men in the past who didn't go down or whatever. Like, I dated two, mm-hmm. like, and this was. This is really young, Angie, and um, <laughs> she's like, not now, really young. Now I put like, my foot down. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, what? <laughs> what type of shit is this? But um, yeah, like I just didn't understand it. I was just like, if you really like me as much as you say you do, if you love women like you say you do, like sure. why? I don't understand. I don't understand. Like if you date, like you should want to lick every part of me. I understand. <laughs> that's I understand. it. That's all. Because it's just about pleasing your partner, yo. Yeah, I think guys get caught up with like I don't know if they maybe they still do. I don't know, but. I'm sure definitely at younger ages. Right. Um, you're like, you wonder if this is the cool thing to do. If this is like. Maybe that's what it is. People are maybe, worried about being cool. When I was, you know, when I was in high school, I was like the biggest no, no. Right. You know, but, um, but then it's just like, it's the biggest no, no, but everybody doing it. Cause like now it's like, or not now, but maybe like probably a few years ago, it was like the eating ass thing. I wrote about that too. I was like, I did a video on that when I was in LA, I went out and asked men if they ate ass. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> I think someone one time asked me like, "What's the craziest thing I wrote about in the interview?" I was like, you, re- "You really want to know?" <laughs> and something in my spirit was just like, "Just tell him." I was like, "Hey, I wrote about people eating ass, man. And how this is like a normal thing now." And when I was in high school, it was like, "Yeah, it wasn't even a thought. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't right, know that was possible. Right. I didn't know you went there. I didn't know what existed." <laughs> okay, so now like knowing this, knowing that it's kind of like a fad now, do you think people are going above and beyond to eat ass? Just so they can be a cl- the cloud chasers, or like you think it's genuinely just like a thing now? Um, no, I think it's a thing now. I think okay. I think people are growing. They're, they're growing and and just trying stuff. Like it probably I, has always been a thing, and maybe just we're. Oh, it's definitely. Just, I have an older yeah. brother. He would tell me like he would tell me it's, he he been told me it was a thing. He said one. He told me one time he's like one day your tongue gonna slip. That's like. <laughs> And I was like, no, it's not. Like someone said that in a video. That's hilarious. Yeah, I was like, no, it's not. I was, I was so against the shit. Like I was like, never. Are you crazy? You one day, all right? I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm like, all right, bro. Whatever, dog. Yeah, he lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the man. That's oh, hilarious. Man. Um, did you watch that uh, video of Nick Cannon on like some radio show, and he was kind of explaining why black women, or sorry, black men are dating white women from like. Since slavery type standpoint, yeah, about, I think um, yeah, he was like Vlad TV or something like that. I yeah, think. yeah, I think it was. I Vlad. think I saw that, and he was just saying how like black men, most black men, of course, we ain't talking about all, um, date white women because it's kind of like an accomplishment, you know, it's just like yeah. something that they couldn't have back in the day, and now that they can get it and they got it, you know, it's like a prized possession. Mm-hmm. So like, I know it's kind of also just like rhetoric about like black men and black women not dating each other because we are for the most part the dating. statistics black yeah. that we do right, so, right. before the the few or the little or the people who aren't dating black women mm-hmm. what do you think i don't know i i've I've, i have um what's going on so th- me personally like it's an and i may not date white women just based off of attraction i'm really just really attracted to black women that's mm-hmm. just my thing 
Um, I know men who would love to date more black women, um, but feel like they don't get played when they approach them. Mm. And they happen to get played when they approach other races of women um, or white, white women in particular. Um, they're just a lot more inviting to their advance. A black woman might might say, well, maybe, maybe their approach was whack. Right. You know, but, you know, this has come from people that I guess have tried multiple times and no one was checking for them. Um, I don't think that gets spoken about enough. Like some dudes go to wherever they are had, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I, I see that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, me but I do a, think oh, what Nick Cannon is speaking to, at least in the celebrity world of men right. who are doing well for themselves, I do think there is some sort of... Um, like a status type of thing there. And it's unfortunate. I don't know why they would think that way. Mm-hmm. Um but they probably see it as um sort of like I made it kind of thing. It's it's kind exactly. of a sickening thing to think of. God I, mean, I don't relate at all. When you get on Lily ass for a white girl. Yeah, I mean and that's demonstrated like, it and everything. You know? Yes. Yes. I think um that is there's some truth to it. Um mm-hmm. but I don't think it's right. Right. You know, I think um if you have that mentality or that's your reasoning for dating outside of your race then you need to be more informed about like your people and exactly. Um, I don't, I don't, I personally don't see anything wrong with people at the outside of their race, but I just think the reasons why someone does it right. makes a lot of difference. Um, right. And that's where kind of where I'm at too. I might have a couple things to say, but like in regards to interracial dating, I'm not saying I'm against it because I'm just like, you know, you love, you I mean, you do what you want to do with your life mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So that's where I'm at with it. But it's just like, in regards to like black men saying like you know they they tried to date someone but it didn't work out like i think donald glover said that he attempted to date it a, a black woman but like black women aren't into anime like you know there's like a list of fucking mm. like, reasons as to why black men don't date black women uh, most of them are as, as simple as you know black women ain't checking for them but some and most of them are as a little bit ridiculous as anime. all black men and i are angry and shit like that but okay and like you know i feel like saying that you attempted to holler at a black woman and it didn't happen um, is a cop-out in a sense. Like, you know, because it's just like, for me, I definitely dated outside of my race before. Mm -hmm. Um, And moving from L.A. to here, well, in L.A., I only dated black men because, I mean, those were just the men I was attracted to and those were the men that usually were attracted to me. Like, I didn't really even think to date outside my race, honestly. And then I moved to New York and then it's just like a, a slew of just men just like all different backgrounds who were just interested in me. So that's where mm-hmm. it was just like, oh. And then, but then it's just like, if, if, if you want to date a black, if I want to date a black man, then I'm going to put in the effort to date a black man. I'm I'm not going to not date a black man because I tried and attempted in the past with these two black men and it didn't work out. Okay. Like, you know, right now I've dated outside my race. I've dated other black men and I'm at the point where I'm just like me being older, getting older, preparing, you know, for family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I want to date. A, I want to marry a black man, like you know. So it's just like I'm not gonna be like, well, you know, based off my history, I noticed that black men don't like me. So make that black man didn't like you, you know. So I feel like it's just a cop out. If you want to marry or if you want to date a black woman, then you will do that. Well, I, well, I, I, like you I, just I, said, you love black women, so you're yeah, gonna date black women. That's so just that's what just, it is. I just everything know what else I, is just an excuse, is what I'm saying. No, I agree. I, but I think living your truth. At least what I, what I was what I was referring to. I guess the person I was. Uh, explaining they're not closed off to dating black people oh, okay they just have dated other races and they mm. just tell me what they have realized in their interactions mm-hmm. they still they still may get play from from other black women but they're just saying like 
I've opened myself up to other things because this wasn't working. Right. But not so I much. See. Not so much that they. No, they they do in person. I'm describing does like black women and, mm-hmm. and, and will date them and is not against it. And but it was just a situation where it's like, okay, well, all right, let's see what's happening over here. And right. They just okay. see that there's a difference. I told them all the time it's just a cultural thing. I feel like especially um. In our culture, I think we have a cat calling issue. And Definitely. Just you know that t- those type of things. I'm like a lot of women just got their antennas up and they got their defense up. I think that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, for me when I meet people, I you know I'm always like, or at least when I was in the market, <laughs> I uh, I would be um, yeah, I meet people at, at events. Like I open myself to going to events and, mm-hmm. and parties. And I'm just a very social person, um, and uh, that's how some you know, a lot of things would happen for me. And I think trying to find success on the street is not. This day and age is a little harder probably than than, than maybe in the past. Cause right. People, I think people just don't want to be bothered these days. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to understand how to finagle and work the system to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to keep in mind a woman and, and hopefully feeling that she's not going to be uh, feel threatened, you know, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, just understand, like, where she's coming from. Like, she, is, you know, y'all deal with a lot every day. Y'all might not, not be in the mood. So, I, you know. Back. Yeah, you just can't shut down. I mean, so I understand the, the cop out side of it as well. Um, I, I know there are definitely... there are guys that do shut down. Like like you said, women black women don't watch anime. I'm like, nah, I know some black women. That I watch know anime. plenty of black women. Yeah, like, you know, you so know? That's, that's that is lazy. Um, I think some people might be also victims of just where they grew up and, right. and where they grew up around. And that might, you know, when I was when I was a kid, I used to love Cindy Crawford. Mm-hmm. Like I, sw- I ain't seen many black women on television like that. I, I was watching Baywatch and Alto and I was like, I was all about Kelly Kapowski, and <laughs> Topanga, and you know, like so. I, I understand that eventually, um, Elisa was fine on 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 uh, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, but she was like one at that time. She was probably one of the only black women like on one of those type of shows until yeah, Family Matters, and then you know, Fresh Prince and mm-hmm. things like that. But there was very few of them. You know, it was gotten a lot better since then. But I understand like. When they say representation matters, like that was my first foray into like television and like crushes and stuff like right. that. Right. Like there was definitely a bunch of white crushes, you mm-hmm. know. Until That's what we see. Right. Yeah. So I mean, so I, I get it. Um. So there might be a, a small amount that are very ignorant because they grew up around a certain type of women. Right. And, you know, but I don't think we could really use that as the barometer. I think I, I think if you want to stay in your race, you could. I mean, it's, that's all. It's, it's very that simple. I, my whole point to this is just be keep it a hundred with yourself. Like, don't come over here with all these weird ass excuses as to why you're not <laughs> dating black women when it's down to the point where there wasn't representation on TV. Down to the point where right. you despise black women for some reason. You know, it's just because it gets that deep with black men. Like, it definitely does get that deep, which is understandable. That's why we all just need to do the work and heal. Yeah, you brought up catcalling. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with catcalling? Because, I mean, a lot of men say that women are confusing and hard to learn, but I honestly feel that that's the same for black men, which I understand we all been through a lot just as being a black human on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the deal with catcalling? Why or I don't want to ask, like, why is the thing? I don't know. How can you think we can fix this? Because being a black man and you probably I'm not sure if you knew or know men who catcall, but it's just like, how can I don't know. How the fuck can we fix this? Like, I, you know, I, with the catcalling, I don't see it much well i mean no one's cat calling me so right so i don't see it much in that sense i know when i was younger um mainly like junior high high school like that was just a thing we did around the way Mm -hmm. i think to us it was harmless but we just you just i'm talking about as like like these grown men sorry that's all right i I, um i know what happens but Mm -hmm. i don't i just don't have any like it's no one that i know that does it um or that i've been around that does it why do you think like it's a thing um i think there's some sort of um 
I, this there must be a sense of entitlement there somewhere mm-hmm. that that if if I call out to you, you're supposed to uh, speak to me, give me your time, your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it wouldn't exist again. I, you know, I'm sure they've had some success with it around some point. Mm-hmm. They felt like this is the way to go about things. Um, talking about men and um. But I, I, you know, some of the things I've, I've watched videos, like they had that video a couple of years ago with this lady, she kind of had a recording. Right. And she was walking and she just recorded everyone like, like trying to talk to her and they were just saying wild stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know where, I don't know how these men were raised or like mm-hmm. if they have any idea how to speak to women. I, I, so if you were out on the street and you seen, um, a guy doing, saying, yelling something ridiculous to a woman, would you, do you think you would say something if you didn't know the man? Like, would you be like that person to step in this is just a random question because i always no, think about I mean, what i would it, do in situations <laughs> if i thought they said something like really disrespectful i probably would yeah yeah i mean we don't got to scrap enough right like that, right it don't have to be that deep but you should just know like hey you look out of line there man like and i wouldn't even need her to hear me say it, like mm-hmm. but just, exactly yeah, but just uh just to him one-on-one like like that's i think that's, that's what needs. maybe that can help with like kind of limiting it'll uh, help a lot a lot of our issues as men. I just think uh, exactly. more, more men speaking. I, I always joke about like when I write, I don't, you know, I might write and people, people have asked me in the past, like if I'm afraid that I'm giving away like all the men's secrets, mm-hmm. I'm, sorry, I'm like, these dudes don't be reading my shit. Like, dudes don't read it, you know? So and it's not a secret. Yo, I feel, like... I feel free. <laughs> so it's, you know, and, and, and I also believe that there's a lot of, People I did that would read, a lot of women would read the stuff, and you might give them answers to certain things, and they just do, they're still gonna do what they want to do. Exactly, at the end of the day. exactly. So I just might as well tell the truth and call it a day. It's yeah, that's all it is, and it's like, why is it secrets and stuff to learn yeah, it? No. Like, why we shouldn't be willingly wanting to learn each other? Like, that's why it's fucking. Men, men should just be more. Uh, uh, they should be more encouraged to lift each other up and just right. It's not it's not wrong to say you know I'm not gonna hear hear to admonish anybody mm-hmm. you know, but it's not wrong to say hey you're out of line mm-hmm. you know i've done that with friends i do it you know i do it often i'm not afraid to do it i feel mm-hmm. like i'm doing you a service exactly and if you don't agree cool but i, I did my part mm-hmm. <laughs> because like you said too a lot of people are kind of just doing i don't know if you said this but like a lot of people are just a product of their environment as well so you growing up you yeah. see people do that so you know a lot of people i'm not creating excuses for anyone but i feel like we definitely if we know feel like something's wrong if you if that if you're another man and you see that another man is doing some some horrible to another woman or another man or whatever. I feel right. like it's your duty, in a sense, as a human to at least let them know that that's fucked up. That's how change happens. Exactly. Um, and sometimes those people don't realize. Like we are so caught up in matrix in the matrix and and again being a product of our environment. Mm-hmm. Like these, the hoods is really be the hood out here. Oh too. yeah, like like we don't. If it ain't our business, it ain't our business. Right. We keep pushing. So I understand. That, that we got to kind of step out that box as well. I think that is very much ingrained in all of us. Right. <laughs> um, I'm definitely somebody like that. And this is like, New York City, so it's like a, a times a hundred. Yes, like, like that's that's just that is the culture. Yeah. Um, so it, it does help, and it does pay to uh, step out of that box from time mm-hmm. to time and sort of do your your civil duty. <laughs> right, because we, I mean, we're not being a black woman or man. Like we're not protected, so we need to be the ones to protect ourselves. I agree. So. Um, and re- like, you know, I kind of want to go ahead and talk about the la- the latest. I'm not sure if it's the latest, but one of the most recent ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like the black men's role in the new age of uh, feminism. Yeah. What is that? What is the black men's role? I think um, we're, we're supposed to be a support mm-hmm. for women. I think that. Um, and how do you feel that y'all can support us? Um, what Our voice just, um, you know, when, when certain inequities are, are being. Uh, brought to the forefront. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, it could be a you know 
famous figures and like you know maybe wage inequities or you know certain things that happen to women mm-hmm. could be rapes and stuff anything horrible in the news um just shedding light on that you know loaning our support for it mm-hmm. um i think our behaviors towards women i mean just viewing them as a special people <laughs> and or just, an object yeah you know like mm-hmm. just you gotta you know try to use the way to fully fully empathize with their experience mm-hmm. but sort of recognize what the experience is and and know that you know if you could just be a listening ear for a woman if you could just uh be another safe place for her to just vent or right. you know just get some sort of comfort from just the world that she exists in daily and mm-hmm. you know like i think there's there's all kind of quiet ways to to do it but i think we have to also hold each other accountable as men like what you were speaking to earlier, I think that's a big thing in terms of um, you, know, you see something like like a cat calling issue going wrong, something really out of line, mm-hmm. a woman being violated or something like that. Like it's it's definitely our our role to try to quell that. And I think enough of those actions will help push the conversations forward because the 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 fight that women are fighting, um, they're fighting against a, an idea that has just been ingrained for like hundreds of years mm-hmm. in terms of what a male's role in society is right. and what a female's role in society is. And um, that's, I think that's when that change happens. I mean, the people like, like it's even like with issues with race is like the people in power have to kind of get the light bulb to say, well, we got to give these, this is wrong. Right. <laughs> you know? And you got to have allies from that side. So I think women need male allies. Right. Um, to help push their fight, and I think the more the more that we join with them and and sort of uh, amplify their voice, mm-hmm. uh, the more we'll see the change. I don't know how much we'll see in our lifetime, but I right. think if you create that culture, and I think it's some of it happening now. I think people in general like feeling like they're a part of something, mm-hmm. just in a general sense. And I think that uh, if there's ever a time that that you can start that type of a thing, uh, is probably in this era we exist currently. I agree with with all of that. And um, protect black women, y'all. Protect black women. Speaking of protecting black women, um, let's go ahead and go into the lemonade pick of the week. Oh, is there anything else actually you want to talk about in regards to your writing, relationships, black women, black men before we go into lemonade pick of the week? No, I mean you covered a nice little deal. Um, yeah, this was a really good conversation. I enjoyed I mean, it. Yeah, this is. I'm I'm happy that we got most of the topics in in such short amount of time because I was like, we can be here for like three hours. <laughs> but um, all right, y'all. So let's go into the lemonade pick of the week. Um, this week, um, I want to give it to Monique, the comedian Monique, the one and only Monique, <laughs> and that's because um, I recently, well, yesterday I watched that Steve Harvey. I only watched the clip. I'm not gonna say I watched all of it, but. I mean, there's a clip of her on the Steve Harvey show. I think it's called the Steve Harvey show. Yes. Um, And he was basically just kind of like what I took from it. It was just like he was making fun of her for taking her life seriously in a sense. Like, you know, he basically expected her and wanted her to basically mask how she feels, mask her beliefs, mask her worth in order to survive in the entertainment industry as a black woman. And she still was sticking to her guns and still was sticking up for herself. And by her sticking up for herself, she's speaking up and standing up for uh, black women on the behalf of black women. So I just want to give her lemony pick of the week because, again, this thing has been going on, this whole Netflix situation, the dragon of the week. 
on, Baby, like, on Instagram this. and stuff has mm-hmm. been going on for months. Like, I don't remember exactly when that whole Netflix thing started, but I know it was months ago. And just in the beginning, when this whole Netflix chick started, like, well, a lot of people wasn't taking her seriously, myself included. She still was holding it down. And now she at this point where she has way more of supporters. And you have s- s- fucking Steve Harvey, your fucking your friend who you thought right. would have your back. And he's telling you some other things, making you feel like you crazy because you standing up for yourself and she's still holding it down. So shout out to you, Monique. I see you and I love you and thank you for holding it down. Yeah, shout out to her. Yeah. So you are this week's Lemonade Pick of the Week. <laughs> I have one thing I was curious about about that interview. I feel like they the producers and I'm sure they had a conversation before she got on. I'm wondering what the what was the conversation I feel before? like she always gets set up. Yeah, cuz I'm like what was he had to have said something to her before like they went on air like I'm sure they spoke and mm-hmm. you know cuz she kind of looked like whoa where's this going from? Right, right. Yeah. That's I feel like they I feel like they do that a lot. And plus like she's so direct with it like even and she's so classy. Like everything she said, she held herself together because She's very deliberate. Mm-hmm. She's ready for for you know the 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 defense, I right? Guess, the pushback. I think she right. all of that. Yep, definitely. Because she definitely like um, read Steve Harvey, but in a classy way. Like she called him out and everything, but it wasn't like how he did it. Sure. So yeah, shout out to you, Monique. Um, so now it's time for the last segment, and that's to love a black woman. So that's where you, Khalil, you get to say something that you love about black women, or you oh. can say something that you love um, in particular. So you can say something that you love about a particular black woman. So your mom, sister, cousin, auntie, sister. You right. can say something that you love about uh, black women in general. Uh, do I have to say like do I start it with to love a black woman or just no? You can just go ahead and oh. start. <laughs> just share your um, love. Um, ah man, um, that's a cool thing though. Maybe I should start doing that. It's, it's a thought. Yeah, you could keep that one. Thank you. Nah, um, <laughs> I I guess um, I love. Uh, I love black women's uh, resiliency mm-hmm. um, with everything that they uh, deal with on so many levels. Could be health, could be finances, uh, the workplace, or just at home every day, culture. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they take all the licks and, you know, they get up the next day and they, they go about it again. Um, so I think uh, black women's resiliency uh, is probably what I might love most. Eh, maybe third. <laughs> I can't voice the others, but definitely, <laughs> definitely, um, their resiliency. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, is um, where can the people find you when you're writing? Who you writing for? Like, what's um, what's the the scoop? I uh, you could uh, follow me on Twitter. My name is Damn Pops uh, on Twitter. D A M N P O P S. And uh, on Instagram, you could get to me at Damn It Pops. Uh, I did a couple. Uh, episodes of uh, When Black Men Listen to Black Women with Madame Noir so you can find that on YouTube um, that is I think we, we that came out January oh, I nice. think um, so you can watch a couple episodes of that there um, you can find some of my writing on Madame Noir um, you can find really vintage stuff on like Single Black Male um, I wrote uh, For Everything Girls Love uh, you know Yandy site uh, I wrote for, for, for that site for, for a little bit so you can go everythinggirlslove.com Search Khalil Haywood and uh, you'll find my stuff there. Uh, you might see me pop up here and there on some other you pop type in. of thing. You pop in. I'm trying. I'm so, trying. I know. Okay. So you on the Madame Noir's uh, uh, Black Men Listen to Black Women or Black Men Listen to Women? 
uh, when black men listen to black women. So there's a there's a show that they have there called Listen to Black Women. It comes mm-hmm. out every week, and so they they finished their first season and they had a like a wrap up, and had male uh, reaction mm-hmm. to some of the topics. Oh, so I was on two of those uh, episodes that they could find. So that, so what do you think happens when black men listen to black women? Uh, I think I think they end up. Uh, better more times than <laughs> not yeah. that's what I, that's what i'll say um i've listened to many black women in my life and uh i, I feel like i've done okay so there you go listen to black women yeah. y'all <laughs> <laughs> well i do again i appreciate you thanks I for having me you. this was thanks. a lot of fun yeah this was fun this is yeah i'm really happy to get the black man's uh perspective and stuff too and um it's your girl smangy <laughs> y'all can follow me on all platforms at underscore smangy s-m-a-n-g-i-e-e if you would like to stay up to date with all things avocado and honey follow avocado and honey on instagram at avocado and honey um if you enjoy avocado and honey please be sure to like subscribe share tell a friend spread the word on avocado and honey again thank you khalil for no having this conversation with me thank you again for writing and being vulnerable um thank you for listening i appreciate you until next time